Welcome to the Team Keen podcast, your access inside the Team Keen Junior Racing Program. This is Ken Creighton, chair of Team Keen, and again today with Peter Haining and two very special guests that we'll get to in a moment. Peter, head coach of Team Keen Race Squad, how are you? Very well, Ken. Thank you for having me on the podcast again. Thank you for being here. Um, we have a, a focused special conversation tonight. We're focusing, focusing on the captains of the junior race team. Um, and uh, we have some news and uh, discussion to have about, about, about captains. So very exciting. Peter, should, maybe we should first start talking a little bit about what we've done, what this role is, uh, the selection process, um, and before we get to our two special guests, how does that sound? Sounds great. Well, so Peter, what, what's your experience with being captain of a, of a rowing club or, or squad or team and, and your initial thoughts on that? Uh, personally, I was never a captain of a rowing club <laughs> or any other um, organization. Um, I was far too selfish. I was on the river looking out for number one when I was a junior. And I completely admire our two guests because they're way, way ahead of me in terms of how much altruism they've got for their, their fellow members and uh, what they're going to offer to the, to the Team Keen project as a whole. So I'm in complete well, all of these young people. <laughs> well, I, I think this is the first time um, since knowing you, Peter, that there are credentials I've had that you have not had much, much more so. Than, <laughs> but between the two of us, we have, um, you know, three world or what is it? Do you have three or six world championship medals? I keep forgetting. Um, anyway, lots. I, I have zero. You have, you have many. I was going to make a joke that combined we have a certain number and they're all yours. Um, but I actually was the captain of my junior uh, rowing club, and I was the captain of my uh, collegiate rowing club. I was, I was the captain of Green Lake Crew in Seattle when I was 17, 18, and then again at university. And I think it's a really, really important role. I think it's a, a role that sets the culture and seriousness for a team. And um, there's something... I think it's a version of peer pressure or um, just an ability to convey seriousness where I think, especially in, in high school, the coaches, I mean, have an enormous impact. I mean, enormous impact on the athletes, but you, you don't have that peer pressure. And, and we all know how important that is to teenagers and, and how influential their peers are. And so having a peer as a captain with that role is something special. The, the, the other, the other thought I have is, I know that when I was 13 or 14 and I started rowing and there was a captain, his name was Matt uh, for the boys um, squad. Um, and he was 17 or 18 years old. And from my perspective, he was a God. <laughs> I mean, I mean it's just like this guy was unbelievable. He was the captain of Green Lake Crew. And I mean, I just, you know, I, I just admired um, that. And, and, you know, this older teenager and, and, you know, the influence, I mean, if, if he had asked me to do something, I would have just rushed to do it. So it's really special, but so we're instituting this role at Team Keen and we're confident that it'll have such a positive impact and has great people. And maybe, maybe we'll talk a little bit, Peter, about um, 
what we did and, and the messaging to the team and the process we've gone through. Do you want to take us through that? Yeah, I mean, when we when we first spoke initially down at the boat shed, Ken, you uh, we we bounced that idea around about captaincy, and and you ran with that. I was so pleased that you backed that um, that suggestion up and gave it great gravitas, and immediately wanted to um, to step forward and, and and interject with it as quickly as possible. Um, I was finding my feet around the club at the time, um, but. I could see the importance of running forward with that. And so the process was put in place to the athletes that we were going to select a boys captain and a girls captain. And that was received really well. Um, I remember the day we did it and, um, and you could see all the, the faces and that we talked around about Gemma and Nathan from a coach's perspective, why they would be good candidates for it. But you very, very, um, openly said that anyone could stand for this um, and we've got a great um, challenge there for for Ben as well Ben, um, he, he he put himself forward which I totally admire and um, got some good votes as well and um, and maybe Nathan would be considering him as a deputy as Emily is a deputy with Gemma so having a deputy to help you um, and to, to bring that on. I think that is a, that's another layer. Um, and we're, we're really just looking forward for you guys and girls to take ownership of, of that project, that little birth of a project that both Ken and I think is, is a great opportunity for, the whole, for, for everyone involved in the, in, the, in the Team King. Well said, well said. And you've um, you've introduced our, our special guest. We'll get to in a moment, which is which is great. And and actually, I just want to um, reinforce what you said about you know the individuals who have who self-nominated in this process. And there's something special about that. And just want to underline, you know, specifically mentioning um, Ben. And that is real leadership. And and you know says a lot about uh, character to come forward. And we have some fantastic leaders on this team. And coming forward um, and, you know, with so many years ahead at the club is just makes me excited about the future. I um, thought that was fantastic. And, you know, a competitive process is a good thing. And in this sport, we're all about a competitive process. <laughs> um, but uh, without um, any further ado, maybe we should um, introduce our two special guests. The captains of Team Keen Junior Racing Program, we have Gemma Parkin, who's going to be the girls squad um, captain, and Nathan Russell Thompson, who will be the boys squad captain. Welcome, Gemma. Hi, thank you for having me. And welcome, Nathan. Hello. Great. Well, maybe we should start with you, Gemma. Let's let's put you forward and put you uh, put your hand over the mic to you. What are your thoughts as you become the captain of Team Keen? But I'm absolutely like delighted to be nominated for this role. You know, it's great. I think it's amazing, and I think it's really going to develop both our squad's potential and the family community that we have. Brilliant, brilliant. Well said. Yeah, I think it will. Well, let's turn to, to Nathan. Uh, Nathan, what are your thoughts? 
Uh, yeah, no, I'm really excited for what we can do uh, coming into the season and the potential we can have on mainly like joining the coaches and the junior squads mm-hmm. together. And uh, I think that can really bring forward what we're going to do to it, improving mm-hmm. and increase the rate of what we can improve to our competitors. So, yeah, I'm excited. Great. Excellent. Excellent. So, um Gemma, do you, do you want to talk to, through any, um, well, well, first of all, ha- have, you, have you come up with any thoughts or you have anything to share about maybe what other people on the team have chatted with you about, about what we might achieve with this, this role? Um, well, I feel like one of the key parts of the role is inspiring others. Yeah. As well as translating what the coaches want to say to the rowers and the rowers want to say to the coaches. But of course, I understand. I feel like my Scottish might need to be improved on. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. (laughs) Well, very well said. Well, I, 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 I know Gemma, and, and this is something that I've, I've seen you do is I think, I think a lot of the captaincy, it absolutely is that encouragement and that, that, articulation, that that translation, as you mentioned, I think it's also leading through actions. And um, there's, there's a lot, I think, to leadership in this kind of role, to how you act and what you do, um, even more so than what you say about, you know, you know, just doing the right thing, whether it's bringing the launches up or getting the boats out or, you know, being serious when it's time to be serious. And that's something that I think you naturally demonstrate, Gemma. And I mean, I know that's something that all the coaches have seen in you. And, you know, P- Peter was, was quick to suggest that you'd be a good candidate. And I know that during the last few months with the, um, with the, 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 the virus, the crisis, just even, you know, your dedication to all the virtual rowing and, and your, your just absolute dedication to it is an example of that. I don't know if you have anything to say about that, Peter, about um, that really good role model attitude we have in Gemma. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Gemma is um, younger than, uh, than, than most of the, the athletes. I mean, how old are you, Gemma? 14. 14. And so these are really unusual qualities in abundance, even abundance through her character. Um, not only is she a good leader, her work ethics are impeccable. Um, she's got a good ear for listening to the athletes round about her. Um, she listens to the coaches. Um, her input is, is, is valuable um, for the coaching staff as well, because I would treat Gemma as one of my weather vanes in getting a, a tempo on how people are doing in the group. And I'd openly admit that. Um, and that really helps us. Um, it helps us as adults to, to see where the, the group is developing to. And right now, um, I, I've seen the, the feistiness coming out in you when it comes to these, um, these time trials that we're doing. And uh, I would easily say that Gemma and her squad are, are facing up to be in the assertive phase. We've gone past the inclusive phase where it's, everybody's enjoyed the new start of the Scottish voice, as she said. And with Ken, all the developments. And now we are definitely marching towards the assertive phase where people are going to be wanting to gain a seat in a faster boat. Um, And I think you'll be leading that as well. And and I look forward to seeing that. So um, 
yeah, I, I, I like in Ken, I'm in complete awe of what you've done so far. And at the age of 14, I just think that's remarkable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Keep it up. It's a great, great role model behavior, Gemma. And Nathan, um, I think you know, it, it, it's also really exciting to have you in this role, to be a, a role model. I mean, I, I remember there was one um, online, you know, Zoom erg session in particular where um, I ended up leading it because uh, just you know, logistics. And we did a few 2000 meter pieces. I think we did three 2000 meter pieces. And I, I thought it would be fun to walk through some race visualization. And, um, and, uh, and, and the idea was not to do full pressure for 2000 meters, but to do sort of half pressure, three quarter pressure. And I'm, I'm looking at the little screen on my, the little box on my screen of Nathan just absolutely going full tilt for you know three two and, and you know you know like heaving green stuff after each piece and i'm just like nathan man, you just this guy is all go but i mean it, i mean it was it was impressive and i you know i know that you just um have approached the work uh that rowing entails in just a fearless excited positive way and and, and that's just a wonderful quality nathan so um uh, yeah, does that does does that ring a bell with you, Peter? Uh, definitely. I mean, um, he's got a wonderful disposition with the rest of the group. You know, he is a cheeky chappy, no doubt. Um, he's full of character, but he knows when to turn it on and turn it off. And and that, you know, as a captain, that's going to be really important. Now, <clears throat> yes, you've got lots of friends, but you've got to. You've got to self-analyze a little bit more and that's going to help you when it comes to selection for the top quad as well. Um, that position carries with it a lot of responsibility and something that I think you will carry very naturally. Um, I've got a lot of confidence in you to be proactive with the development of the men's group as well. Um, so again, I, I couldn't be more pleased um, I know Ken feels the same way and so does Paul and Miranda and all the coaches that we've got two really steady people at the helm of the captaincy for Team King How does that sound Nathan? Uh, yeah, no, no I'd agree uh, uh, well, uh, and I remember doing the uh, what's it, the three 2000 metres and I think it was the second one we you did something where we were up against Taiwan and I just sort of thought I don't care about the third one I just want to make sure we beat Taiwan for this one pretty much so <laughs> I remember going through the end of that just sort of closed my eyes and just sort of almost being there and then you said for the start of the third one uh, now we're going up against I don't know like the German national team whatever it was and I sort of thought we're beating Taiwan we've got to the final that's good enough to be fair but then <laughs> as, we brought, as we brought as you sort of brought it into the last um, thousand meters I don't know it sort of switched on again Good. And I remember just sort of going, I remember, yeah, no, that was a really good little good. session we had. And yeah, no, I'm excited to do race like that in the future as well. It'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, it's, it can be fun to do those visualizations, especially when you're spending so much time on a machine. It can get a bit, a bit boring. But, you know, it, it, I, there's a, a point I want to make to you guys in, in all seriousness. And, and first of all, just underlining Peter's point, I mean, you know, the cheeky chappy thing, Nathan, I mean, in this role, I think there's a responsibility to know when to not 
be a cheapy chappy, which is I think um, almost all the time <laughs> when it when we're when we're getting down to business and really setting that that role model. And I, th I think there is something about and 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 it's interesting that you bring up those visualizations of those race pieces we did, where people have um, either no impression of what Team Keen is, or oftentimes maybe even a slightly negative impression of what Team Keen is. I mean, you know, we're unique. We're not affiliated with a school and we have a, a diversity and hopefully more of a diverse group coming through the program. And um, I mean, you know, I think, I think some people think we're kind of like an after school club, you know, some sort of a crush <laughs> and, and, or other people think we're a bit of a recreational program and, and we're, we're gonna win races and we're gonna do it the right way. And, and I think, I think there is something about how if we're seen as not behaving seriously about rowing, if we're, if, if we're observed, you know, goofing off or, or, or not putting in the work or whatever it is, that's, that's something that would have more of an impact on us as a club and our reputation and our culture than a more established club. I think that if you had a club, you know, one of the big, you know, private schools or whatever, and people saw them, you know, goofing off or not taking something seriously, they would think that was strange. That was a bit out of character for that club. But with Team Kane, they might think, ah, oh, you know, those guys aren't serious. And so I think, you know, as we grow who we are and really want to attract people and be the club we are, I don't think we have a lot of leeway. You know, I don't think we have a lot of room to not be serious and, and to really do something special in this sport. And no pressure, Gemma, no pressure, Nathan. But I think a lot of that comes down to how you will, um, you know, guide the rest of the team and, uh, you know, what you'll let people get away with or not. <laughs> and I think my perspective on that is clear. But um, does that make sense? Uh, yeah, no, I'd almost, I'd agree with it as well, the, uh, what the perception is. And to be fair, I don't really mind it too much because uh, if you're racing like another crew and if they're, con if they're trying to concentrate on someone else while they're racing them, it just means you just go around the outside of them and go for it. I mean, if anything, I'd sort of, because I've done a few races, when, especially when I was a little bit younger, uh, where I've sort of famously crashed into a few other crews. And, but I don't really mind that too much because, I mean, if you sort of if you crash into enough people to eventually get the reputation that you're going to crash into people, people end up getting out of your way. So, uh, and if people sort of I'm with, we're known for the crew that's messing about, and uh, then this year we sort of really come on, switch on, and people won't expect it. And yeah. I know we've sort of I remember having a conversation with Peter as well about sort of when you first go out in the water, if you like I don't know where that schools whatever almost looking like you don't know what you're doing and then you get to the starting line and then you just go off. They don't expect it. And sort of that idea of sort of being surprising in a way, I mean, it works better with like a team sport, I guess, but then say if you're doing football, rugby, you change what you do. It's a bit harder to do with just straight line racing. You can't really change what you do in a sense halfway through a race, but if you can sort of maybe surprise, if you're at a 2k, you can sort of do the first K conserve yourself and then the last K really go for it. Uh, that sort of sense of sort of coming through and people not, looking for you and really trying to go for it at the end then I don't know well you I, I don't know not that exactly but do you understand what I mean I I do I do I, I think um I think when it comes down to racing um you know there'll be an opportunity maybe this coming season 
And hopefully it'll be the only opportunity we ever have because we're gonna address it so thoroughly. But we're gonna line up to people and they're gonna look over at Team Keen and they're gonna think, who's that? And you know, we don't have to worry about Team Keen. But you know, <laughs> three, four, five, seven, eight, you know, 1900 meters into the race, they're gonna realize that that's the wrong impression. But I don't know, Jim, do you have any, do you have any thoughts about that, about you know, Team Keen and, and setting the culture and you know, how, the impression we give? Yeah, so I think personally, we are very visible. The second we step into a race, We've got our neon all-in-ones. We're really bright with, with there, you know? Yeah. And then I think that this season, we're just going to, like, make it, make ourselves proud. Like, we're visible for a reason, you know? Yeah. People want to see us. Yeah. People yeah. that want to see us race, want to see us win. Beautiful. Beautiful. You have any thoughts on that, Peter? Uh, yeah, I'll double ditch on that. I mean, you can hear... You can hear the passion in very different in, in very different styles and characters right here on this podcast. You've got you've got you've got Nathan who's just like he wants to win everything. If you played drafts with him, he'd want he'd want to he'd want to win. You know, if, you, if when he goes first out the car, he's the guy who wants to be first out the car. He'll have his blades down first. You know that 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 is just he went straight in there talking about competition himself and you know the, the role how how the race would unfold. A thousand meters. He was he was brushing on the psychology of making the crew look scrappy going up to the start and then letting them have it. You know, um, you're only going to get away with that once, by the way, Nathan. <laughs> you're only going to get away with that once, and then people are going to catch on. Um, that if you're if you're sitting beside a team keen crew from now on, that you really have to watch that crew, and that that's going to happen very quickly. So people will be will be all over you like beans and toast, as they say in the in East East London, you know, down at Bermondsey. Um, and then you've got Gemma, who's talking about already about the big picture, culturally, and the impact that we're going to have, and the expectations that comes with that from within, because it really has where we we really are developing that culture, that belief system from within to allow us to bloom and, and really shock in all people. Well said, well said. Maybe we should talk a little bit about um, younger talent in the club, even recruiting. Um, I, I think there's at Team Keen a special need and even a special opportunity to bring talent into the club. So you know, we're going to be up against a lot of programs that you know they have their their year and they have their bodies in those classes and they come out and row and they fill boats and and we don't have that we, you know we 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 don't have a school behind us we don't have a kind of a guaranteed student body to pull from to pull bodies from and so um, but at the same time it's a huge opportunity because we have so many schools in the area that don't have rowing programs. And quite frankly, a lot of kids who've never even heard of this sport, I, you know, I don't assume they've ever heard of this sport that we can tap into, but it, but it requires a little bit of an effort. And one of the things, and we have not spoken about this, but um, do you guys have any initial thoughts about playing a role in recruiting? And, um, you know, for example, having 
Peter Haining, you know, you know, multiple world champion speaking at a local school to, you know, PE classes or something. And then potentially having you guys there and, and, and really being able to connect with people and talk about the sport and your connection to it. Is that something that um, you guys would be interested in doing? Um, maybe start with you, Gemma. Is, have you given any thought to anything like that? Yeah, so I think that would be really good. But personally, I feel that we are already doing, well, we have people who we can recruit through our camps. And I feel like Paul and Miranda have always done an amazing job on our summer camps, our autumn camps, winter camps, spring camps, Easter camps. And they're all through the year. And people learn about the club through them. And I feel like those have always been amazing and they've always been really good for building the club's reputation and teaching us, teaching other people about our family. Yeah, about our family. Yeah, that's a great point. Jim, actually, tell us, how how did you first hear about rowing and get involved in Team Keen? So I was 10 years old in year five. And I had a friend who rowed it. And I had three other friends who also knew this friend. And she was like, why don't you come along for a session? So we all went along, all like bumbly, you know, little 10-year-old us. And we all went in this quad. I'm pretty certain Tanya coxed us. And it was amazing. And we had such a fun time. And I just can't remember really being much happier. That's great. It's, it's a great example of um, the positive peer influence. Yeah, definitely. Great. Nathan, do you have any thoughts about recruiting and, and what role you might be able to play? Uh, yeah, no, I feel like what we've got at the moment with what Paul set up with the Learn to Row camp, which we've been doing for a few years, I feel like that's really good. And I feel we should really be taking a lot more of advantage of, of, over that because uh, that's obviously that's getting bigger and bigger every year uh, with more and more kids coming through. And it's really trying to spot those who want to do well and sort of want to go through. Um, and I know we've had a bit of an issue in past years of people sort of coming to Team Keen, learning to row there and then going off to another club like Tideway or whoever. Uh, and I feel like uh, that's another reason why, uh, well, on top of Menley, why I really want to do well at Henley and sort of win Henley this year. Cause if we, cause that sort of almost stops that from happening. And then your idea of going to other schools and stuff like that and speaking at the schools, uh, sort of then saying, yeah, we're the crew who won Henley this year we've got a learn to row program we've we've all started from here and stepped through and that would be really inspiring to people who've never sort of had much had much of an interest in the sport before and yeah no i've really believe we can do well with that right right peter any any thoughts on recruiting yeah no i mean recapping on what both um Gemma and nathan saying i think the camps work uh, it works really well very effective because um, just to reiterate the amount of um, volunteers that we got from the family to help in these camps, which is absolutely amazing. And the, the offspring of that is just how well uh, the family's gelled. I mean, it, it's great. I mean, it's like walking, it's like looking at this really complete unit that walks and thinks and enjoys everything it's doing. 
you know, and, and then they look after one another, genuinely look after one another, all levels, all age groups. Hmm. You know, when I put them in a boat, they don't question which boat that I'm putting them in and which seat. They know it's for a reason and somebody in there is going to be doing something slightly different for them that will actually improve them. Um, so if they watch carefully why these, these seats have been put forward like that, um, just like your son Leo with little Kieran, the swimmer. And yeah. um, I knew that that double would go fast. And, um, and, and both of them really enjoyed it to the point where that young boy who's a swimmer is now liking rowing more so than he's swimming. And that he learned more in the camp than what his swimming coach had been doing for a year there. Okay, that's taking away from swimming because, you know, that's a tough sport where you've got a black line to follow in the morning and you're putting hundreds of kilometers in um, and you can't breathe very well. Um, so I'm not taking anything away from his swimming coaches, but um, I, I would like a lot more swimmers from his club to come to Team Keen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ab absolutely. I know when... My um, both high school and university clubs, we, we would scoop up the swimmers and the water polo players. And um, I, I want to put a thought down for recruiting or plant a seed with you guys. And then maybe we should talk a little bit about the, the week just gone with the high performance camp that um, you both experienced. But, but on, on recruiting, I, um, I, I do, I, I think we need to figure this out. And, and, and I don't claim to have it figured out, but I do think we need to go beyond the learn to row camps. I, I think that in our area, there are schools what, what, where there will be talent that, um, you know, some people who maybe, you know, can't afford to, to come to these camps. I mean, they're, they're, not, they're not cheap. Um, I mean, they're, they're very affordable and a great price. I don't mean to say they're expensive, but they're, you know, they're, they're, they're not something that everybody's able to do. And um, there's also, you know, really good competitive athletes out there that want to spend their time um, doing real competitive sport, and they don't see those camps, those learn to row camps, as scratching that itch. I mean, they're they're learn to row, and and a lot of times you've got kids on them who are you know pretty young, uh, you know, younger than when you started at ten years old, uh, Gemma. And so, you know, I, I think there's there's got to be just scores and scores of people who are you know, finding out that they're never going to be a professional footballer and they're maybe 11 or 12 years old and they're big, strong, athletic talent and, and how we, I think, I think we need to be proactive. And, and that's something I think, you know, the four of us and others, uh, I think, can work on. I think there's also an opportunity to develop a club that doesn't look like a traditional club um, as far as being more diverse. So I think there's, there's a lot we can do there. But but maybe we should talk about the week just gone. I mean, it, it may, maybe we start with you, Nathan. Um, you know, you, you, you've said a number of things about competition, and there was a bit of competition in this this um, this camp. You know, there was a there was a four for a, a well from a well known program there as well. And um, anyway, first of all, what are your thoughts on the camp and and, and what happened last week? Uh, yeah, no, I really enjoyed the camp and the way it went, and. Uh... Yeah, running with these other boys as well and then finally racing them on Friday, um, especially beating them. Yeah, no, that, that was a lot of fun. I felt like uh, we all learned a lot, not just from uh, Peter and the other coaches, but from each other as well. And because I think it was, was it two water sessions we had today and then one sort of land-based thing. 
And I mean, sometimes it was sort of like on the ergs or we had obviously the talk about nutrition. Um, but yeah, no, I feel like I learned a lot in many areas of the sport, not just rowing on the water, for example, or uh, it was across the whole area and how to be a better athlete. Great, great. What about you, Gemma? Any thoughts about the camp last week? Yeah, I thought it was really good. And I think that in terms of, like, partially in terms of recruiting, I guess, because the St. Paul's guys were there. And I feel like them seeing us working together, I feel like they sort of slightly wanted to be part of that or have a bit of that experience to themselves. Yeah, well said. I think that's really true. I, I, I think they were impressed especially as Nathan points out that they um, got defeated on the Friday. We won't harp on that. <laughs> what about you, Peter? Um, you know, you're about to, to do it again next week as well. Yeah, I mean, I'll definitely harp on that. I mean, if you think of a standard boys' coxes four at, at six minutes and a standard boys' quad at, at 5.52, these are really fast boats at that. So it was an eight second gap. So that if you double that to 16 seconds over the course we did, that's the sort of gap that, that, that should be, but not, not 48 seconds. I mean, that was, that was splendid. That was really splendid. Um, so, and that four wasn't hanging around. I mean, Phil did a fantastic job with them and they've really finished the camp strong. So did the under 23 pair, you know, um, for, for the, the hopefuls for the under 23 and the girls singles. Um, and the girls double. Um, I think all of the, the Team King people acquitted themselves well in a very tough condition race where there was stream mid change. Uh, the, 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 street, the, the, the tailwind was exceptionally fast and they had to change the way they were picking up the boat speed. And I thought the boys quad were very powerful and they were steered exceptionally well as well. The yeah, girls... By Nathan. Yeah, absolutely. The girls' course. Jimma was also steering. She was steering as well, and um, the, the 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 girls um, were, were backing each other up. They had Lauren in there, who's not really been sculling that long, um, but she's she's starting to to get to take note of the things that that are really important for moving the boat. Um, she's got an RP three at home, um, and she's got into. A, a modality of using that, which is very front-ended. Now we're trying to extend that to the second half for her, where she can blend in with the rest of the crew. Um, somebody like Gemma, who's much smaller, and she has to be on the button every stroke. Um, she can't miss anything. She's got to be on the catch. She's got to be bending the oar. She's got to be holding it longer than anyone else and steer, give commands. We had the race plan beforehand, and I asked Gemma, um, later on, that, that, uh, the day after, um, I think it was the evening or the day after, how the race plan had actually gone. And she said she seemed to have hit um, all the calls at the right time. Um, and, and the actual overall time for the girls was very good as well. Percentage-wise, we did much better than the, the girls who were going for the double in the single. Um, if you look at the times that you did. And that, and that was in an 85 to 90 kilo boat. And you've got an average crew there, which is probably 68 to 70. So if they were in a tiny little girl's quad, um, unfortunately, we scratched one, that quad. It went away, but I think that's a 75, 80. So in a small girl's quad, that would be amazing. And, yeah. uh, you know. Well done, Gemma. Well, fantastic. Well, 
why don't we start to conclude the conversation, maybe um, come to any sort of final thoughts um, that you have uh, about the role, maybe about the season to come. Um, can, we, can we start with you, Gemma? Yeah, sure. Um, so personally, just like finishing thoughts, I think we should aspire to be the best club on the tideway, you know, set high goals. And it would be great if we could compete at Henley, win Henley, you know, really get our name out there. And building up to that, like winning the races, Scholar's Head, Matt Schools, uh, it'll be really good. Fantastic. Well said. Nathan, any uh, final thoughts? Uh, yeah, no, I agree with Gemma. I'm really sort of building up the club this year and sort of come from talk about winning Henley. And I mean, the negative uh, postponer, you could say, uh, that you sort of mentioned a little bit earlier where we're not either not well known or sort of badly well known in a sense. But like, I could just imagine going to Henley, winning it, and then almost getting booed. That would that would be, I mean, almost as good as getting cheered. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like, I mean, I could just, that'd be amazing and awesome if we can really. I guarantee you, lots yeah. of cheers. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, get booed as well would. Oh, I don't know. I think I'd love that almost as much. But yeah, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it. You, you'll be hearing me cheering. Um, great. Um, any any final thoughts, Peter? Yeah, I mean, it, I would like uh, Nate. I'd like to find out who Nathan's deputy is going to be. I mean, I'm putting him on the spot, not uh, the spot right now. But um, I know that Emily's been chosen as Gemma's. Um, deputy, I think that that's going to work exceptionally well. Another girl who's been, is exceptionally driven, um, and she'll be a and she'll be a good leader to to complement Gemma, and they'll be able to do uh, a phenomenal job. Have you got any thoughts, Nathan, of who you would be approaching as deputy? Uh, yeah, I've had a talk to a few of the other boys, and I'm pretty happy to give it to Ben, and I feel like. Yeah, no, he do very well in the position and the role. So yeah, Ben's. Uh, I guess I'm announcing it now that Ben will be the deputy. Oh, that's fantastic! Good, well yeah, done, Nathan. Well done, well done. Well, again, that's a, I think they come. Both of these characters will complement each other exceptionally well, and the deputies, I think, can um, will take on a bigger role. Um, I spoke to Ken about a Coxie's captain. It's something we need to develop a little bit more as well. And um, that should come further down the line as these captains bed themselves in and with the deputies. Um, because Gemma does Cox, Sebastian Cox, Sebastian King. I'm going to approach little Harry and little um, Georgie as well. And the, I want these people to develop as really good Coxes. I've got... Um, a flying guest from next door. She's a Cox for the GB team and we'll be inviting her to, with Paul and Miranda's permission, to give a wee chat to the Coxes. Um, and I think that'll be really inspiring because that, that's a very important role as well. Um, as these guys are steering with a foot, it's a lot easier when you've got a toggles in your hand like this, but when you've got a full eight in front of you and you have to deliver the race plan and keep everyone safe and uh, obey all the rules, um, and deliver a really accurate race plan that to, 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 to produces the gold medal. Um, and that, that young lady, she has it in spades as well. So that's for another project as well. And we've also got another one where 
both the captains and the deputies um, talking about inclusiveness and culture. I mean, Ken and I, in the future, we're going to be inviting a, one of the mothers down who's a professor um, and she is one of the directors at the Henley Business School. Um, she, she's got two books written and she writes regularly for the Forbes magazine. And I think that we're preparing a TED talk as well. And that's going to really help Gemma and Nathan and Ben and Emily. And because of the future that, that, that's coming is your future. <laughs> I mean, Ken, myself, Paul, Miranda, you know, we're a bit older than you, but you can make, you can make changes that we cannot make yeah. because you're, you're in the thick of it, you're in the front line, and we can suggest things, and, but you guys have got to run with this project. And it will, be, it will be something huge on your CV when you go to your university and you go for work. Um, and... And I can only see bigger things spinning off it can. I mean, when yeah. we can't do too much just now because this lady's going to come on the podcast in the future. Um, and we're so lucky to have her involved. Yeah. Um, yeah. But our chairman, and um, we'll leave that for a future date. Yeah, watch this space. Uh, watch, watch this space for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's... Um... I don't think I don't think it can be overstated how exciting that is what you just alluded to and what we're going to have to talk about and I think it fits into us doing the right thing in society and um, you know Gemma and Nathan and in, in your guys ability to help impact that um, but and do it in a way that's just good for the club um, so so really exciting stuff okay with that um, I will say sincere congratulations um expecting a lot from you guys and looking forward to it and thanks for being on the podcast thank you yeah thanks for having us thank you for listening to the team keen podcast visit us at teamkeen.com or find other episodes of this podcast on soundcloud.com forward slash team keen or wherever you listen to podcasts. The original music by Daniel Duke Jordan.